0: travelers and welcome once again to the before and after show episode 99 our 100th episode is next week um i'm as always your co-host mj smith
1: and i'm your other co-host ryan buell and
0: this week we're here to talk about the fate of the furious uh which is the latest installment in the fast and furious franchise saga novella telenovela uh soap opera with cars and butts um (laughs) and uh, so many butts yep and so oh man so many butts uh but we're gonna talk about all that in a second because our uh one of our co-hosts hasn't seen a single fast and furious movie and is remedying that yeah. by going through the previous seven in lieu, in in anticipation of the eighth one and uh so we're gonna do it a little bit differently ryan usually goes first in the what we've been watching but i only have one thing to talk about Uh, So we're going to do that, and then we're going to actually transition into a conversation about Ryan's experiences so far with the Fast and Furious movies, of which he's giving me a uh, a look very reminiscent of Grumpy Cat. (laughs) So the one thing I watched this week while I was right after binge-watching all of Cowboy Bebop, that was was the bulk of my watching this week. And if you want to know what I have to say about Cowboy Bebop, you can go to our YouTube channel, Real Perspective, and hear me talk about that with Mike Moray um i watched all 26 episodes and the movie in five days uh it was intense and for those of you who know me you know i'm not good at binge watching and so it was it was rough goings as far as that went and as soon as we were done with the series i had to watch a movie um not the cowboy bebop movie i was very much done with that universe (laughs) after four days uh five four days and and uh 26 episodes so I've been doing this thing on Twitter. I've been doing this thing on Twitter where i had to remember if I did it today. It's called the 30-Day Movie Challenge, and each day is kind of a question, and you just kind of tweet a GIF from whatever the question is. For example, the first day is your favorite movie. The second day is your favorite of action-adventure, your favorite horror, your favorite drama, your favorite comedy. Down the list, a movie that makes you happy, a movie that makes you sad, that kind of stuff. And I've been doing okay at it, and one of them was your favorite action adventure movie and i agonized over that one um that was a really hard day uh on on that list because i love action movies and they're probably my favorite genre of movie and i was thinking i was like man like die hard is perfect but also i love you know the john wick movies and the fast and furious movies And I love Jurassic Park. And, you know, at a certain point, I was like, can I do one action and one adventure? Like, (laughs) and then I kind of settled on the one, like, when I think of an action-adventure movie, when you throw the action-adventure movie at me, that genre, the first thing that pops into my head is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. And so that was my answer. I was like, it's got to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, So I put on my twitter that raiders of the lost ark was my favorite action adventure movie and then got an immediate hankering to watch raiders of the lost ark so i did and man that movie is so great oh my gosh i love that movie so dang much oh man i like there's almost nothing i can say it's it's like a perfect movie man
1: yeah oh,
0: man every like everything about that movie works from beginning to end it's insane how good that movie works and like i still pick up on something that i didn't notice mm. every time i watch that movie i mean it, it is grade a blockbuster filmmaking it's it's perfect man like i said it's, it's a perfect movie the music's incredible the visual storytelling is great the blocking is good the lighting is good the performances are good the tension that spielberg brings to some of those scenes is crazy um the 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 big thing i noticed this time is it's this real small thing but it's the dates Mm -hmm. and i love how one it's one of the dumbest things harrison ford's ever said in a movie um where marion has the date and she's like what's this and he goes it's a date you (laughs) eat them and uh i think that's hilarious but also they set up the dates early in the movie and then come back around to it when the Nazi monkey poisons the dates or the guy, the guy who owns the Nazi monkey poisons the dates and then the Nazi monkey eats the date and dies. But right before that Indy goes and grabs one of the dates and he's kind of like holding it in his hand while he's talking to one of these characters Mm -hmm. and kind of just getting more exposition, like really Really, if you take the date out of Indy's hand, it's just him standing in a room being talked at about what he needs to do next in the story. Yeah. And it's a pretty straightforward exposition sequence. But Spielberg or and Lawrence Kasdan, in their genius, genius moves, they put an underlying thread of tension through it that makes you want to pay attention to that sequence. Yeah. So you're paying attention to what's going on in the scene, waiting for Indy to eat the date. And it kind of adds this level of it's this like it's almost like training you to watch to pay attention to this exposition scene mm-hmm. because the goal of the scene is to get the audience to pay attention to the exposition. If you think about it for two seconds, there's no movie if Indy eats the date, yeah. and so. You know, but in the moment, you don't think about that. Like, all you think about is, oh, is he going to eat that date? Is he going to eat it? Don't eat the date. Don't eat the date. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just this, like, time bomb in your brain that's ticking down, and you're forcing yourself to pay attention to it. And I was like, that's, like, what? Like, you know, (laughs) how much great filmmaking is in that one moment of that movie? Mm -hmm. And then you multiply it by 120 moments? Oh, man, it's so great, man. The plane fight is amazing. It... That movie holds up and will hold up for decades, I think. Um, But yeah, that's the only thing I watched was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Cowboy Bebop and Raiders. Cowboy Bebop and Raiders of the Lost Uh, Ark. But Ryan has done quite a bit of watching. One of the things you guys didn't get to hear if you saw my Facebook post last week was me manically talking at ryan for about half an hour about how much i love the fast and furious movies (laughs) it made for incredibly boring podcasting and i cut the entirety of it out um but uh yeah so last week uh i talked all about my uh love of the fast and furious movies um there's seven of them with eight on the way and we're going to talk about, after the break, we'll talk about our expectations for the eighth one. But, Ryan, you've been going through all of them from the beginning. Yep. Uh, so, how far are you in your your uh, first visit to the Fast and Furious franchise? Technically, branches?
1: one, two, and three.
0: You've seen the first three?
1: Technically, yeah. Technically? Yes. <laughs> technically, I've did, seen one, two, and three. Did
0: you fast forward through them? Uh, there were some points. <laughs> but
1: I tried to give as an adulterated viewing as as possible
0: okay so after one two and three what do you think okay let's take it on a movie by movie basis so one is the first obviously the first one uh it's kind of it's just point break with cars what did you think about one i I hated every minute you hated every minute of
1: it i hated every minute of of, from the opening scene like i i okay i came in this thinking i'm gonna be open-minded it's a dumb car movie let's let's sit down and go but the acting is terrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a rip about any of the characters. I was really hoping they'd all die, but I knew that was impossible since there's like
0: eight of them. Oh, man, you're so wrong.
1: Um, <laughs> I just, well, I don't really care for cars. Me neither. <laughs> like, so that had no draw for me. And the culture, the car culture, which I know was an actual thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't buy into it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just could not get into it.
0: Okay. Uh, any of it? No. Not even the action sequences.
1: Not even. I just, just, oh, just like it was some. I'll give you the action scenes are interesting. Like mm-hmm. they're well choreographed. Like the beginning of the of the first one with the truck and the car. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But like I've been touted, the uh, character is one of the most important things. And if I don't care about the character, you didn't care about any of them. I didn't. Oh man. It just was a bunch of gangsters stealing stuff, and I felt no real emotional empathy. Oh man. And I know it's
0: disappointing and I'm sorry, but it just and then two. Okay, so yeah, so you hated one and yeah. then two they go to Miami and uh nobody from the original except Paul Walker is in it. Mm-hmm. And they're basically helping a Cuban drug lord and Brian's kind of undercover yeah. to help him. I don't Something remember that. is Tyrese also undercover with him? If I remember, I know I just recently saw it. I yeah, it's so. the movie's incredibly forgettable, so yeah, I, think I understand. So. Okay, but um, it did
1: introduce the new characters that I, it, I I'm assuming you see. So throughout. yeah,
0: Tyrese and Ludacris, the yeah. guy with the fro, yeah. they come back throughout the rest of it. Yeah. So what did you think about two? It was bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. Two's real bad. Two's
1: real
0: bad. It's boring. Yeah. Two's straight out boring. It's a boring movie, man. Like nothing happens in that movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the 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 with the drug cartel and and all that going on. Yeah, I just again I just didn't care for the characters. No, that totally makes sense. And the plot, I mean, I can't even remember the plot. No. I just remember sitting there thinking Ah
0: Okay. So (laughs) then you went on to the third one. And the (laughs) third one is Fast and Furious Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, or as the main character likes to call it, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And that one is about a southern kid who lives in Arizona, as you do when you're southern, who gets in trouble for street racing the kid from Home Improvement, and gets (laughs) sent to Japan to live with his expat father. And... There he discovers kind of the underground uh, street racing of Japan, which is huge. Um, It's the first one written by Christopher um who has gone on to write every single one of them including the eighth one and then it's the first one directed by justin Lin, who directed star trek beyond but he also directed three four five and six of the fast and furious franchise um so some important stuff in the history of the franchise happens in this movie um you also so he goes and he meets uh han and whoever little bow wow is playing Mm -hmm. and that just kind of stuff happens i don't actually i freaking hate that movie yeah so uh what did you think about fast and furious tokyo drift
1: uh han was interesting han's great han's the best
0: character but then he
1: died
0: yep han's the best character in the entire franchise now
1: i get why that one is technically even though i haven't seen the rest but now i can understand why that one is technically in a different order chronologically yeah it happens after six yeah it also introduces Jason statham's character
0: three does not Three doesn't? I thought he was in it. So what happens is six is when he comes in. Oh, okay. And he comes in in a post-credit scene of six. Oh, okay. That is the scene where Han dies from three. So they just kind of like insert him into that scene. Okay, okay. It's it's this weird retconning thing. Okay. And I was actually just reading an interview with the writer today about how what happened is... So here's the thing. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is a fan favorite, and I can't tell you why, because that movie's God awful. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. People love it. Like it, a lot of people. That's like their favorite or second favorite Fast and Furious movie. And a lot of that, I, my argument is, all of that has to do with Han because yeah. he's the only character that you don't want to slit their throat over the course of the entire movie. Yeah. And so people responded to Han so much that he's just there at the beginning of the fourth movie and no one questioned it. And so eventually people were like, "Uh, didn't that dude die in the third one?" Mm-hmm. So they retconned it to be like 4, 5 and 6 are um, you know, Vin has Vin Diesel has a line at the end of 3 about how him and Han used to run together. Yeah. And so just 4, 5 and 6 are you seeing Vin Diesel and Han running together.
1: Okay.
0: Uh it, from that based on that line at the end of 3 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh anyway, yeah, that movie's freaking terrible, isn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. And I've 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 watched several videos on YouTube just to kind of prep myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not excited <laughs> for what's to come. Four is
0: my favorite one.
1: Four is your favorite one. Four is my... the one that's like Batman, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four, I think, is super underrated. I think there's some really good action sequences in it. Um. Oh, four also has a post-credit scene that leads into five, okay. and like four, five, and six are probably my three favorites of the whole franchise. Okay. Um, so, and also four, like Paul Walker's back, Ben Diesel's back. That's the other thing. Three had to do is like they didn't have any of the main cast, and the people they did have were terrible, except for Han. Yeah. Um, like Bow Wow's awful in that movie, and he does yeah. that stupid take to the camera. I hate. That's one of my least favorite things that's ever happened in a movie, man. Yeah. Lucas Black is horrendous in the movie as the main kid. And I like
1: that kid from other Disney movies. He's just like a good kid. But what's he doing in a racing movie? Like, it makes no sense.
0: And just like hearing his stupid southern accent in Japan makes no (laughs) sense. I I don't know, man. I really don't like that movie. I don't like any of the action in that movie, really. It's bad. Yeah. What I can tell you is that I promise it gets better. Four, five, and six are the best in the the series. It just seems
1: like real just stupid but it's very dumb
0: yeah um also han his last name is s-e-o-u-l dash o-h my dude's name is han solo
1: i'm shaking my head for those that can't see. If you think that, that really?
0: the movies are just now getting ridiculous in the eighth installment, please remember that they introduced a character named Han Solo in the third one. Ay, ay, ay. Yep, man. But Han's the best. Like, that, four, five, and six are great because of Han. M- not gr- just because of Han. Like, yeah. five's got the rock in it. Yeah. And, like, you're you're getting to the good stuff. I know the first three are kind of a slog. I like the first one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But two and three are really bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, do you... D- is there anything you have found redeemable about these movies so far?
1: Not really, brother. <laughs> like I just had I don't know, the acting in all of them has just been subpar for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a car guy, and I can't even I can't even get into it. It's just a dumb movie like let me enjoy it. Like certain movies I can do that with like um uh Pacific Rim Mm. i can do that with that because the plot is like amp eh, but it's big giant robots versus big aliens mm-hmm. i can i can get down with that but the whole car espionage we're gonna do everything in cars and we're gonna kill things with cars <laughs> uh, if, if five
0: doesn't get you you're not you're um, not gonna um, be on board like five uh, five is the best one of the series yeah. four is my favorite one okay. um because it's i i think it's got like a cool mystery like mm-hmm. it's it's i feel like it's like vin diesel in detective mode also vin diesel gets shot in the shoulder in that movie and then proceeds to immediately punch out the window of a car with the shoulder he got shot in and i think that's hilarious um but four four has a really cool action sequence in some tunnels five though is where it's at five is like a straight up heist movie it's Mm -hmm. like it's it's like heat with cars kind of sorry you're good um so yeah five five is the is the one that I, if you're if you're if you're not on board after five i'm sorry man like you're out of luck, yeah. yeah i i kind of think and it it
1: may just not be my my particular cup of tea yeah which, but i i'll i'll give i'll give four and, and five a chance F- and...
0: but uh, yeah, so five is also like I've read several essays this week about five has been the turning point for a lot of people who are in your situation okay of like oh, okay, they embrace the dumb everyone's gotten to be a lot better actor um do you like Vin diesel as an actor uh for, for a lot of stuff he's done yeah okay. um
1: but kind of the the streak thug i've never been a fan of, of that i like him and um i actually liked him in the last witch hunter mm, his D movie yeah um but that's just because i like the genre it's not a it's not a particularly great movie but i enjoy it i, I own it heck mm-hmm. um what else I, I actually liked him in the pacifier okay good disney family film i thought it was really good in that um and i like him i like him as riddick actually i like that that whole science fiction thing Mm -hmm. um but his more like i never saw triple x no those
0: movies look terrible yeah
1: that very felt like a very similar uh, thing to. but worse those movies
0: seem worse than fast and furious to me yeah i heard the third one was good but i don't know man i just don't know yeah okay uh so that's where ryan's at right now i'm so next week is the 100th episode and we have a special thing planned for that but before we talk about our after eight i really want to talk about four five six and seven with you yeah. um because i'm a completionist and also i really want to know what you think of My that. And six. All yeah right. I, i'm I, I will
1: have them i'll have them knocked out yeah
0: sweet um <laughs> We're not going to take a break just yet. I want to talk about a couple news bits. Uh, first, I want to talk about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, I don't know if you heard any of the updates with that. I have not. Joe I'm... Manganiello is involved with it, I believe. Who's Joe Manganiello? Manganiello? Uh, I think he was on True Blood. Is he a director? Or... No, he's an actor, actually. Okay. Um, he's the guy who's going to play Deathstroke in the Batman.
1: Oh, okay the the Batman movie. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, moving. Oh yeah, doesn't he look like the Deathstroke that was in the TV show Arrow? Like those two guys look pretty similar, if I remember correctly.
0: Uh, kind of, that's him. Super muscle bound. Oh okay, yeah, I've heard about that guy. He's... So he wrote, uh, he wrote his own Dungeons and Dragons movie. He did, mm-hmm. and
1: that's the one that's going to be made.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. Let me find out. It says he co-wrote a draft with a playwright friend, um, and he took creative meetings with Wizards of the Coast. Um, so there's nothing official yet, but it seems like he really wants to be involved. Okay. Um, they have a director, don't they? Do they?
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be the guy that directed um, R. L. Stein. That the I guy who was... directed Goosebumps? Yeah. Boose yeah. Gumps.
0: Boose Gumps. Boose Gumps. <laughs> <laughs> the f- terrible sequel to Forrest Gump. Boose Gumps. <laughs> uh, really?
1: Who's was the last I had heard? Because I'm, I'm super down for that movie. Rob Letterman. Because <clears throat> unlike you were right. most people... I actually enjoyed the original D&D. Yeah.
0: Horrible movie. So, but... Ryan's a big D&D guy. I don't think he gets to play as much as he would like to. No. Um, I've played with him. Uh, as a matter of fact, my first foray into it was with him. Uh, That's right. Yep. And my first for- my only forays into role-playing really have been with Ryan. And I like the game. You love the game. <laughs>
1: um Very, very much so.
0: Yeah, you're much more into fantasy than I am.
1: Yeah, I well, I grew up reading. The first book I literally ever read was uh, the Hobbit. That was probably not a good form of sentence, uh, but the Hobbit was the first book I had actually read as a child. Okay, and so I've just always loved fantasy and medieval stuff. So D and D is just right up my alley. Yeah, and um, it's a great storytelling type of of tabletop game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that that collaborative that collaboration you have with other players, and I mean I could talk for hours about it, but right yeah so
0: Adrian. with that i know you said you enjoyed the original i assume you enjoy it on kind of a schlocky level
1: very much so it's a horrible movie
0: yeah i haven't seen it's, it actually i've never
1: seen it it was i believe the stories behind the original D D is they made it just so they wouldn't lose the rights to it oh, basically one of those, one of those types yeah you know, like like a fantastic four situation mm-hmm. um but then unlike the fantastic four fiasco this one actually hit theaters um and it's just so bad and campy but there's just you know there, there's just those movies they're mm-hmm. just they're terrible but you love them mm-hmm. and that's what i feel like the original was
0: so do you think that because the the tabletop game is so steeped in the players telling the story mm-hmm. do you think there could ever be a good adaptation to film of dungeons and dragons i think so if they would finally make a a a drist
1: uh movie okay one of the most he's like the a very popular character in like D and D lore mm-hmm. uh created by the author r.a salvatore um, really yeah
0: i did not know that yeah. that's kind of dope yeah. i didn't know that at all
1: yeah that was that was uh the uh ice uh what is it uh uh the first book he actually republished is the introduction of uh drist and it's uh it's the icewindale trilogy uh but i honestly can't remember I'm, the nerd rage is happening and <laughs> i can't remember the name um, but no, but he is literally like the, the poster boy for D and D like they, most... they've built
0: standalone board games around. Drist.
1: Yeah. He's got a board game. He's got, there's, you know, obviously all the novels that, uh, Bob Salvador has written.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like he is like most nerds, people who have never played D and D know who Drist Duarden is. You have a cat named Drist. I do. I named it. I named it after uh, Drist, who is a, a dark elf. Who's a really fascinating character. Um, highly recommend anyone who loves fantasy check out those books um but if they would make that those movies like a movie based around that i think they'd do very well
0: so you think and i guess now is the time to pause and say ryan and i like tabletop games quite a bit very much Uh, um and so you may hear some kind of inside inside the actor studio terms and (laughs) sorry about that um we just kind of speak the shorthand of of that world and uh anyway so you're saying if they went and adapted the novels set in the D&D universe rather yeah. than just like trying to be like this one's in Eberron or this one's in this place you know
1: yeah i think that would be amazing like adapt the stories that came out because uh it it's about the characters mm-hmm. and you also get to know the world um i don't i don't think that's the route they're going to go with i think the route they will probably go with from last i heard about this new D and D movie is um, set around these this group of characters kind of going on a quest, kind of the, the quintessential D and D story. You've got your fighter, wizard, your rogue, sneaky guy, mm-hmm. um, and a cleric, your healer. I think they're gonna try and do that a story around that. Last okay. I read or or had heard, um, which is fine. It could be really good. Like they they were talking, if I remember correctly, they want to make it you know very epic, kind of a feel for it. Will they pull it off? I don't know. Yeah. Uh I need more information to yeah. pull off. There's been very few very successful and good fantasy movies that have come out within the last half 10 years. Year. Yeah. yeah. Since Lord like of that. the Rings. Pretty much since Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was one of the last really like epic good ones. Hobbit was alright. The yeah. trilogy. I've got a love hate relationship with it. I love I... the first one, the second and third one. And... Man, I hate that third movie so much. Yeah.
0: I I have a weird love of the second movie that I can't explain. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I love that second movie for some reason. I got, like, very into it when I watched it.
1: It had some good parts, but just the the ending with the weird dwarven chase in the Mm -hmm. tunnel just Mm -hmm. felt like they're buying time. Yeah, (laughs) Because
0: they needed to make three movies. So let's
1: add this. Um,
0: So, okay. Um, And then the other piece of news I want to talk about is we got a Thor trailer, Thor Ragnarok. Um, It's a minute and a half long teaser about it, and I have a lot of thoughts about it, so I'll let Ryan take the lead first. (laughs) Um, So, Ryan, what did you think about the Thor Ragnarok trailer? I loved it. I think it looks
1: super fun. Uh, I I know the comic that is based off of Mm -hmm. Planet Hulk. I feel like they're doing a bit of an homage to that. Uh, it looked fun. It looked interesting. Like it, it left you like, what has happened to this world? Mm-hmm. Um, visually, I think it looks really good. I liked kind of, uh, almost the. Uh, uh, Shane Black kind of monologuing that Thor does at the beginning, kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I find myself in an interesting place. Um, so no, I'm super excited for it. it.
0: Just looks like a really fun movie. I'm not into it even a little bit uh i was so excited for this movie and this might be an expectations versus reality thing Mm -hmm. for me but man it just does not look that good to me i think it looks way too much like guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. um i think one of the things that the trailer suffers from that it may or may not be the trailer's fault I'm kind of over the pop song in a trailer thing now. Mm, that, um, has, that has
1: been done quite a bit. The
0: reason I think I think it may just be fatigue because of that because, at least this pop song in a movie is about the thing the movie's about. You yeah. know, the, the immigrant song is about Vikings heading off to battle and it has a ton of Norse mythology references. Yeah. So it's at least a little bit connected instead of just like, I don't know, let's put Bohemian Rhapsody in there. I don't know, let's put a, t- a slow version of Come Together in there. I don't know, let's put a slow version of Creep in there. Why this movie's about Facebook.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> and so, I, I, like, I was... I think that even though I didn't like that, I think it was more because it's been overdone yeah. and not be like it's actually the one time in like ten years it's actually been relevant. Yeah. Um. And so that was fine. I, man, just the the vibe of it felt so much like Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Um, and I like the first ten seconds. I like Thor in the like lava world on the train yeah in hell basically yeah i like that i thought that was dope i liked i liked when uh homegirl grabbed the hammer i, I think cate Chat looks sweet in the movie yeah she... that dark hair threw me yeah was interesting. she looks awesome like yeah. the look of that character is great i don't know about her spider costume uh it looks a little too much like when germaine is the cat in what we do in the shadows uh, <laughs> which i've seen <laughs> you watched it i did oh what <laughs> sorry anyway uh <laughs> sorry so yeah the the cgi on that looked kind of bad the cgi kind of in general looks kind of bad which i try to be a little lenient on it's the teaser it's the movie's mm-hmm. still a handful of months away it's gonna look better they always do yeah jeff goldblum i like jeff goldblum so yeah. no complaints there really i just it's it's just so jokey it seems like that. Mm-hmm. it's like uh i and like i wouldn't I don't mind it necessarily. I just feel like it feels so much like the type of humor in Guardians, too. You know? And so I just feel like it doesn't have its own identity anymore. You know, people don't like the Thor movies, usually. But I think they had their own identity. Yeah. And I feel like they've kind of stripped it of that and replaced it with just a Guardians of the Galaxy skin. And... I don't, I don't want everything to be Guardians of the Galaxy, partially because I'm not the hugest fan of that movie. I'm like the one guy who didn't like it. Like there's like three people that I can think of who are in that boat with me. So immediately, like I immediately, I'm like, no, don't make anything like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, but then I think it also, you know, a lot of the reasons I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy are the exact reasons why people love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I think it kind of cheapens that a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, by taking it out of guardians of the galaxy and putting it on Thor, it just makes it less special to like, yeah, that thing is what makes guardians of the galaxy, guardians of the galaxy, whether I like it or not. Yeah. And so it, I feel like you, it has to stay in its own little thing and be its own weird sore thumb thing. And now you're making Thor, you know, it's kind of like syndrome in, uh, the Incredibles of like when everyone's super, no one is yeah. when everything's guardians of the galaxy. Nothing is. Yeah. Um, so and ju- it's just like space jokes like that's that's like spa- we're in space word so space and we got jokes so there's jokes in space yeah it seems like i don't know some of the stuff looked way too star wars to me even when he like sees those tuscan raider looking oh, guys, guys.
1: I, I don't know i i'm interested because i mean the the, the thor books i mean with from stanley on stanley on <clears throat> they are pretty weird Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the history of, of Thor, like, you know, strange, t- you know, what what was the original, uh, Journeys into Mystery, I think. Okay. Um, so that was kind of, always kind of a part of the Thor vibe. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is playing towards that. Like, I, I feel like the movie's playing more towards what you were hoping for than what you're thinking right now. I feel like it's got more of that vibe. But the the trailer makes it feel, obviously like it's so that's the Guardians thing of that, Galaxy.
0: and yeah like i'm still here's the thing i'm still gonna see it like i'm not gonna not see yeah it. but it kind of feels like marvel knows that and so it kind of feels like a big middle finger almost mm-hmm.
1: um kind of like we, we know we're just copying ourselves but you're gonna pay money yeah right?
0: exactly mm-hmm. um but think of who's directing it man that's the thing is taika watiti is really good at surprise heart and he, when he tweeted, I follow him on Twitter, and when he tweeted out the trailer, he said, here's a two-and-a-half-minute version of my latest indie movie. I hope you enjoy it and then go see the whole thing. And that's the thing with his trailers. They give away the whole movie, but I think Marvel hasn't done that. Hmm. I think when he was with, when he was making the indie movies, in order to make the movies he wanted to make, he had to sign over any of the marketing, any of the say he gets in the marketing over to yeah. the production company. And so if you watch the trailer for what we do in the shadows, it's a two and a half minute version of the movie. Like yeah. every major plot beat is spoiled in yeah. that trailer. And that's because any movies cost still like they're cheaper, but they still cost millions of dollars yeah. and they want to have a return on investment on that. And you're, it's harder to do when you have a movie like that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of marketing people think show them the whole thing. That'll make them want to come see it. It's stupid, but, uh, I think that was the idea behind a lot of his trailers up to this point. And now yeah. he's got a huge budget. He's working with a major studio. I don't think we've seen all there is to Thor Ragnarok. I hope we haven't seen All yeah. There Is to Thor Ragnarok. It's got Ragnarok in the title. Someone on my Facebook brought up like, if it's gonna if it's talking about the Norse apocalypse, like at a certain point it can't be all jokes. Yeah. Um And I think Taika Waititi is really good at kind of like springing that kind of stuff on you. And I think in his trailers, we just kind of see that by default because he was doing an indie movie and the studios were spoiling everything. But I think Marvel might be hiding some of that. That's my hope, at least. Um, Because it, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, he talked about going for like an 80s fantasy vibe. It feels way more like a 70s movie to me with all Mm. the colors and the jokiness and uh, yeah i don't know man i'm i'm very nervous about that movie now Mm. and it's a bummer because i was super hyped about it so we'll see how it goes maybe you know we're gonna get probably one more trailer and that might be a little bit better i liked the new spider-man trailer more than i liked the last spider-man trailer yeah i liked the new guardians trailer a lot more than i liked the last guardians trailer but i'm just kind of concerned that the snake might be starting to eat its own tail at this point but we'll see which is possible yeah we'll see i hope they're not um you know because i do like these movies but like right now i'm kind of the same level excited of excited for all three of their outings this year which is like not a lot yeah yeah so Until black panther oh man <laughs> oh man uh. Uh, Yeah, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back to talk about the uh, unofficial comic book movie of 2017, (laughs) The Fate of the Furious. This time. Now, my wife won't call me with news about a baby. Just kidding, we're not having a baby. Our friend is having a baby. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eliza, I know you don't listen to the uh, podcast, but congratulations on your new baby. Muzzle tough. <laughs> um, and so, while my wife is going to see a baby get born, just kidding, she's not going to be in the room. But while that's happening, we're going to talk about the fate of the furious. Uh, we've already talked about ryan and his experience thus far (laughs) with the fate of the furious and uh so i'll kick off the conversation well first the fate of the furious is the newest installment of the fast and furious franchise it follows the story of dominic toretto who's vin diesel and his kind of robin hood band of merry men and women uh who are car enthusiasts and now they're spies and superheroes basically for some reason that's just how this series goes Hmm. um it's the eighth installment in a proposed 10 installment uh franchise and it's the first one they're doing in the wake of paul walker's death um when he died they were filming the seventh one and they used some cgi and his brother as stand-in as stand-ins and his brothers i think as stand-ins and they gave him a send-off at the end of uh furious 7 and so this is the first one where he's officially not part of the team obviously they didn't cgi him they didn't you know pull a grandma tarkin or anything like that he's just not there anymore and this one is uh, based on the trailers it's kind of Dom turns against his crew for some reason that is kind of the central mystery but he's working against them for some reason and he's working for Charlie Theron's character who's named Cypher she's some sort of uber hacker and uh basically everyone's back the you know the rock is there Jason Satham's there it looks like they have to team up Kurt Russell's back uh come on man it's got Kurt Russell in it <laughs> um you know and so tyrese is back Ludacris is back uh the hacker girl from the seventh one whose name escapes me um is back it's it's you know kind of a big just kind of family reunion and them trying to find out why dom turned against them that's all i got from the trailers uh it's also like i said based off of seven movies headed into it so uh before i get into my expectations for it my history with the fast and furious franchise uh if you guys remember the furious uh, Furious 7 was kind of the big coming out episode for the show in terms of nailing down our format, doing movies people had heard of. Um, it got like 800, uh, the before one got 800 downloads and the after episode got 2000 downloads uh, because I tagged them as hashtag one last ride and that's what people thought the in credits song was and so they downloaded them. And they were sorely disappointed. It gave me no heat whatsoever, which is fine. But, yeah. um, So, I had seen the first one a long time ago, and I hadn't seen any of them since. And a lot of my friends and people whose opinions about movies I respect were talking about these movies. And... Every time they mentioned it, a big old question mark popped up over my head of, like, why, though? Because I don't remember the first one being particularly entertaining. And so one year for my birthday, uh, we just watched the first three of them. That's what I did on my birthday one year. Neat. Uh, So the first one I did like a little bit better. I paid more attention to it. The second one is terrible, and the third one is even worse. And then from there, I watched four and five, and I really liked both of them a lot and then we went to see six in theaters and that was a blast i had so much fun at that movie mm. and uh so seven came around and we all did a big trip to go see it in imax and that was a lot of fun too seven's kind of one of the weaker ones uh in my opinion it's a good payoff for a lot of what the first six do but the movie's kind of not that good Mm. um it's really over the top it's it's like way more so than five and six like it leans too heavy into the cheese as far as i'm concerned like i said i still like the movie overall but it's pretty dumb um and pretty like it looks kind of cheap like the cgi is kind of bad in Mm. it and that seems weird but then again they do a lot of practical effects but the reason i like this franchise is actually because of the characters so it was interesting that you said you didn't like the characters but you may start to like them by four five and six. Mm. There's this kind of central theme of family that I like that I think really resonates with me. Um, our group of friends, we're kind of the perfect size to be the, the crew. Like it's about as many people as are in the crew in the movies. Um, you know, and, and we're kind of spread out across the state and country and the franchise has meant a lot to us. I think, um, even though a lot of people are not as as excited about the eighth one as I am. Um, it's kind of been kind of our anchor that's kind of kept us connected a little bit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, the underlying friendship is there, too. But, like, Fast and Furious stuff is, like, we are always talking about that. Like, when news comes out, we're tagging each other on Facebook, stuff like that. So, the franchise has meant a lot to our group of friends. And I like that. Um, I like coming together over anything. Um, and then when it's a movie, like, I doubly love it. Yeah. And so i think seeing the way like the theme of of this kind of weirdo diverse group of people coming together and forming a family over that in the movie kind of reflects my own friend group and so i can identify with it a lot um and that's why i like these movies the seventh one was like really hard to watch towards the end because of the send-off for paul walker Um, um A lot of us were crying at the end of that movie. I think almost all of us. Um, and even though, even though we didn't really, uh, the movie as a whole isn't that good. That send off is perfect. It's amazing, uh, actually. It's like, it's, who man, is it good? And like, people were weeping in the theater that weren't us, like like openly sobbing about it. It's 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 right in the feels, man. Mm-hmm. So. You know, as tragic as that is, it still reflects our friend group. And so I just see a lot of us in them. Obviously, we're not doing heists in Brazil and driving our cars all crazy. Yeah. But a lot of the kind of interconnected family stuff, you know, we see in that. Um, you know, and some of us have married off. And, you know, we've, as people meet significant others. And we it's kind of like adding a new character to the franchise, you know. Mm. Um, and so... I don't know. I think that is probably a lot of the reason why I endear myself to those movies and headed into the eighth one. I think so one through seven are kind of this perfect set of movies uh, as far as the thematic payoff goes and really they should have ended it at seven. They really should have. But Vin Diesel talked about how Paul Walker always said they were going to do at least eight of them. And so Vin said that they... You know since since paul walker died they weren't sure if they were even going to come back for an eighth one um they didn't know if they wanted it and then vin saw a video on youtube of paul walker promising eight movies and they were like this is what our brother would have wanted like we'll come back for an eighth one and in the interim they've announced like it's going to be a final trilogy so eight nine and ten and uh so I like that aspect of it. I like that they're coming back for an eighth one because, to kind of fulfill their brother's wish. You know, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool, actually. And then in... So with 8, 9, and 10, they're kind of an epilogue of sorts. Uh, to, at least that's how I view them. Obviously, we haven't seen 8, 9, and 10 yet. But they're kind of an epilogue of the story of the first seven.
1: Mm.
0: Of, like, here's what happens after the fact. It's kind of a PS. It's yeah. a... Th- Six-hour PS. And uh I think that really plays into the overall narrative of the movie because the first one has kind of a PS. You know, the main plot gets resolved, and then there's kind of one last race between Dom and Brian at the mm. end of the first one. And it kind of, like, that movie kind of has that weird little extra act. And... That's how I view... That's how I'm viewing this new trilogy of, yeah. like, 8, 9, and 10, is it's kind of a gl- writ large version of that extra act from the first movie. You know, it's kind of the final race uh, leading to the end of the franchise. Now, if they go and decide to be like, well, these movies keep making a billion dollars, because they will, we're going to do an 11th one. I'm going to be fast and furious. Uh <laughs> I like I, They need to end it at 10. They've promised 10. I think that's... No J.K. Rowling on this. Like, yeah. Uh, the, if you've promised 10, ended at 10, you know, one of the complaints that I've been seeing a lot is there's no real narrative reason for having an eighth one because the seventh one kind of ends on a good note. Mm-hmm. And I get that, but they've promised 10. And so I'm, you know, I'm going to wait to level that accusation to them until after the 10th one. Cause they've called that shot in advance like yeah. there we're doing 10. yeah so headed into the eighth one i'm excited but i'm also a little nervous uh brian is the anchor he's the emotional weight behind the movies believe it or not um you it'll it'll make more sense in four five and six i promise okay He's, he's really what grounded the series from being the all-out superhero BS that Seven turns into. Okay. Uh, he gets the emotional stuff in each one of the movies, and now he's missing from it. And it doesn't look like they've duh, made any effort to replace him. So if it's all the ridiculous and none of the thematic things that I like, I don't know. Man, I don't know. I think the action will be good, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a big question mark about whether or not i like it. Uh, at all i've been hyping the movie up a little bit uh to, in my friend group but that's because it's more fun to be excited about it yeah and uh, like i'm on board till i'm not you know so i haven't seen the full thing i don't know if i'm not on board and even after seven i'm still on board and so maybe 8 will kick me off, but until then I'm going to remain excited about it. So Ryan, I, I know you, you don't have like the full narrative, but what do you yeah. think about Fate of the Furious just um, based on the
1: trailers? Mine will be short and sweet. Um, I think it'll be a big blockbuster. Okay. I think it's going to be a lot of fast cars. I mean, obviously I don't have the same kind of um, uh, built-in like love for the characters mm-hmm. that you have because I've, I haven't watched all of them yet. Yeah. And, and even my first outings have not been the best. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I, I'm just expecting a big action movie. I'm mm-hmm. not particularly, I don't know, My <laughs> it's real hard for me to give my expectations because I don't really have any. Yeah. My expectations are pretty like, yep, it's going to be cars, a lot of innuendos, a lot of weird stuff, and a lot of like, really? Really? Did that? Really? Okay. Butts. Butts, yeah. <laughs> Lots of butts. Hold on to your butts. Yep. um So my expectations are, are very kind of,
0: huh, we'll see yeah that makes sense um one of the things i want to talk about is f gary gray is directing the movie mm-hmm. um justin lynn directed three four five and six and those are the best one well with the exception of three those are the best ones yeah uh james wan of the conjuring fame directed seven and that was interesting to see a horror movie director kind of transition into action yeah um but this one is directed by F. Gary Gray. And F. Gary Gray did Friday and Straight Outta Compton and The Italian Job. Mm. I like p- two of those movies. <laughs> uh, I tried watching Straight Outta Compton and I hated it. I thought that trailer was so good. And it was one of those... It was. It came out in August of 2014 and... Didn't it? Yeah. But, uh, no, it came out in August of 2015. That's right. It came out in August of 2015 and that was like the last kind of three months leading up to our wedding and we were doing the podcast. And so it just kind of passed me by. I remember being so excited. I don't even like NWA that much, but I, mm. I mean, I like them now cause I got into their music because of the movie, but yeah. headed into it. I was just like, that movie looks great. <laughs> um, I like music biopics they're, I'm kind of a sucker for those genre, that genre, even though they're all the exact same. Yeah, And, uh, so I remember being really excited and then I found out that it was two and a half hours long and I was like, why the hell is this two and a half hours long? And it hit HBO go and I watched it. I tried watching it on that and I was bored to death. I hated it. It was such a boring story. There were just so many things that I felt like got skipped over. It was edited like garbage. Mm. I really did not enjoy that movie. And I turned it off and went and took a nap. Uh, and I haven't finished it. I haven't seen the full movie. Yeah. I really didn't like it. And there's a director's cut that's almost three hours. I just Yeah. But, uh, yeah I don't understand why it would take anyone that long to tell the story. Especially when it feels like you're jumping over huge gaps in time. And so, you know, it goes from like... Oh, here's Andre, and he's, you know, in this weird, like, funk band in the 80s. Okay, now he's got his drug dealer friend eazy Okay, now they're rapping. Okay, now they're pressing their first thing. Okay, now they're incredibly famous, and the movie's been going on 40 minutes, and you're like, why is there two hours of this left? Mm-hmm. But also, what happened to get him out of the funk band, into the studio, making beats, having his friend Eazy-E rap, bringing in his friend Ice Cube, like... How did like it was just kind of like things happened, yeah. and I hated it. Um It just I just felt like we were it was really haphazard. I'm very nervous about the same thing happening in Fate of the Furious. Yeah, the movie's two hours and seventeen minutes long, which is not that's pushing the wheelhouse of it's two hours and sixty minutes long. It's pushing the longest in the franchise, I think the sixth one or the seventh one was like a minute longer. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not outrageously longer than the other ones, which is good. Uh, I think that's consistent, but it's also worrisome because in two hours and 20 minutes in straight out of Compton, he didn't, the, the editing killed that movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm worried that the editing is going to kill this movie. Mm-hmm. I think you know, I like the Italian job, and I think he did some good vehicular stuff in that, so it makes sense for why he would come on to a movie like this. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, one of the things I do like about the movie is that they do as—the the, franchise is they try to do as much on camera as possible. Yeah, um,
1: practical effects. Practical
0: effects, which, like— by the time you get to five and six, you're gonna be like, holy crap, like that's amazing, actually. Um the car stuff gets way better. Yeah. And like it gets really exciting in five and six. <laughs> and there it looks like there's some kind of cool stuff in this one. Uh they go up against a submarine in this one. And the rock
1: punches a The Rock Punches a, yeah. a torpedo!
0: Yeah. Yep, he he like reroutes a torpedo to go explode somewhere else. What I will say is they've also fought a tank and a cargo plane so it's not like i feel like that's not out of the realm of possibility at this point so (laughs) man i don't know and a helicopter and so i feel like i feel like it's fine
1: that's just part of that world yeah
0: people are really pissed about it but to me it just seems like yeah why not like you've already fought a tank and uh And a cargo plane, like, this... Embrace the silly. Yeah, it it doesn't seem more ridiculous to me than either one of those two things, as far as I'm concerned. And, like, the only thing that seems a little ridiculous is, it looks like in the sequence, Tyrese is driving an orange Lamborghini on ice. And, Mm -hmm. like, they did that, but, like, why? (laughs) Um, You know, the vehicles that they're using look like they make sense. I'm just very worried about the action. I heard there's some kind of shoddy CG, which, like I said, the movie tri- the movies try to rely on as much practical effects as they can, but sometimes mm. they do have to do some CGI stuff. Yeah. And they have a pretty bad reputation for using bad CGI. There's some... Is it the fifth one or the sixth one? The one where they have to fight a tank. <laughs> the one where they fight a tank, there's some really shoddy CGI in that sequence. Yeah. The seventh one has really bad CGI when Vin Diesel stomps a parking structure out of existence. Uh, there's just, it'll make sense. Um, I mean, it won't, but it will. <laughs> so I don't. I, I'm really nervous about the CGI in the movie. It yeah. seems like they maybe leaned a little heavier than they should have on it. I don't know, man. I don't. There's just a lot to give me pause about the movie. Yeah, I can see why. (laughs) And I feel like if we come out and I don't like it, I will not be surprised if I don't like it. I want to like it. I really want to like it. I like these characters. I like spending time with them. I like the dumbness. I like how big it is. You know, I feel like how, I I like how unashamed of how big it is. Yeah. I just feel like if I might come out of that movie and I don't think it's going to be an out and out disaster Mm. of a movie. I think it's just going to be kind of middle of the road but I think I'm going to come out and being like, Justin Lin would have made this movie work. Mm. I think, I think Justin Lin would make Seven work a lot better. I think, I just think he he knows that I that world. He knows those characters. He's spent so much time with them. You know, he's he's what makes four, five, and six work. He he is a key reason. Like that, those four, five, and six are so good that I'm interested in watching anything Justin Lin does. Justin mm-hmm. Lin did the first two episodes of True Detective Season 2. Those are the best episodes of the season. Justin Lin did Star Trek Beyond, which is was one of my favorite movies of last year, period. Like, mm-hmm. full stop. I loved that movie. And I want him to come back. Like, I really want him to come back and do one. I hope he comes back for the 10th one. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll see he's doing a movie about hot wheels which now i guess i have to give a crap about that like until he makes a bad movie i'm on board with that guy's career yeah and it just seems like he's the missing ingredient especially especially because paul Walker's not going to be there i think he would be able to get the emotions a little bit better because yeah. you've seen star trek beyond which mm-hmm. is a justin lynn movie yeah and i feel like he nailed those characters man he
1: did especially like spock and his arc mm-hmm. and all the things and that he bones going through um yeah I, I think based off of that alone i think he knows how to do deal with character and action mm-hmm.
0: and he knows how to deal with a big ensemble yeah i don't know that f gary gray does uh james Wan, i don't think really did uh his the movie's a little disjointed i just think he gets this world more than any other director out there um more mm-hmm. than any other filmmaker could i want him to come back for nine and ten but i really want him to come back and finish off this series yeah it just, it seems like they need something um so yeah i'm not like i'm cautiously optimistic because i don't want to be cautiously pessimistic but mm. i will not be surprised if i don't like it Yeah. um which is a bummer because i like these characters that i like this world and i like the dumbness
1: yeah uh i kind of like the even though so far i'm not thrill of the franchise i do like the kind of vibe that these movies put out where i was just like this is just a fun ride come on yeah exactly make this movie
0: it, there's like a real positive feeling that i have when i watch one of these movies especially these later ones um it just like it doesn't take itself too seriously like i feel like they're like everyone i don't think they're in on the joke i don't think there's an irony about it i don't think they're like oh this will be dumb i think they're like this will be kind of cool. It'll be dumb, but it'll be kind of cool. Yeah. And I like that vibe, like you said. Uh, I think that's one of the things that makes this, these later installments work of just like, yeah, it's dumb, but it's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. That's like, that's kind of how the movies go. Yeah. And I like that. Um. And I think, I think there's nothing wrong with being entertained by a movie. You know, like that's, that's what they're, true. that's what they need to do is be entertaining and like, Cars fighting a submarine sounds pretty dang entertaining. Uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not even a car guy, but like, sure, why not? Throw it on there.
1: (laughs) See what happens. Yeah,
0: I'll, whatever, like, I like these people. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but the story is what I'm really worried about. I think the effects will look cool. The practical effects will look cool. Yeah.
1: I, I predict it will do exactly what it sets out to do, which is to be a fun action movie. That's my
0: hope that's yeah. my hope uh the personal
1: character stuff like, you're, i think your worries probably have more yeah more that's what credence.
0: i'm i'm really worried about that so uh, i'll give it a chance man I'll yeah it a it's chance. a soap opera it's a total soap opera yeah but i uh, you it's like so it? dumb uh, like I, I love it but yeah uh that'll do it you can find yeah <clears throat> i drank too much coffee and not enough water today <laughs> uh my throat's all dry You can find me on Twitter at MJSmith891. Uh, You can find my writing at WordOfTheNerd.com. Hopefully the podcast will be back soon. We're taking a couple weeks off to just kind of get our lives straight. We'll be back next week with episode 100 of the Before and After Show. It's going to be a very special episode. We have a ton of guests coming by to talk about the show. And I'm very, very excited about that. Um, Hey, thank you for listening. And... We appreciate every listen. We also appreciate it if you tell people about it.
1: Yes, please.
0: And if you tell people about it, if you do it via word of mouth, that's great. Like, any time you talk about it, we love it. But if you could share it around your social media, that would also be very great as well. Um, so think about that. Give it a give it a like. Give it a share. Uh, let people know that you like this show and you value... Um, You know the kind of criticism we're doing here and uh we hope you do and you can find us on youtube at real perspective and until next time go watch uh one of the fast and furious movies or don't
1: Did
0: it,